It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good evening, everyone. It is Tuesday, October 8, 2019, and welcome to episode number 737 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we sit to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We will, of course, start things off with our wrestling news and views segment, which will be brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team, King Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman, J.D. Jared Girolamo. He's a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer and also a part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. Bringing us today's wrestling history and birthdays here is the human suplex machine, John Gross, from the TalkShoe chat box. John is the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer, and he's also another part of the Raw Radio broadcast team every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. Before we get on before we get underway with tonight's itinerary for tonight, let's welcome JD and John to what should be um, uh, extremely explosive and down down below dynamic episode seven thirty seven of Revolution. Yep. Uh, absolutely. Thank you, there, JD. Our live video feed tonight comes to us from the very first group, ladies and gentlemen of the WCWS stable of groups, of course, on Facebook. That, that group, of course, I'm referring to is WCWS Universe. If you care to join us for our live video feed for episode 737 of Revolution here tonight, please feel free, of course, to join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Universe United. If you care to join us also through TalkShoe.com, the phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID... <clears throat> Uh, one, let's see, one three eight zero five five pound. Imagine six numbers, and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this this evening, which will include, ladies and gentlemen, in addition to the news and views and history and birthdays here tonight, we will of course talk about four of the four of the eight matches 
Uh, and I'm surprised we're even saying it in that fashion, given how what happened this past Sunday. Uh, from, of course, this past Sunday's Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. Uh, and we'll talk more in detail about that here, here in just a few moments. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be talking about what happened last night on Monday Night Raw. Uh, kind of an up and down roller coaster, explosive. Um, it was about all that and maybe that and a bag of chips, I guess you could say. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more detail about that here in just a few moments. Plus, also some uh, wrestling extras here. And I think, and, I'm, and I keep thinking here, ladies and gentlemen, that we have a title match tonight. I'm not sure if we do, but we will definitely we will definitely do some checking in on that. And if we do, we'll do it. But if we if we don't, uh, then we'll just uh, then we'll just of course uh, then we'll just do our just like I said our normal routine and just uh, talk talk more shop. Of course, about the world of pro wrestling. There you go. And so, ladies and gentlemen, let's not waste any time. Let's get rocking and rolling here. Excuse me, on Revolution episode 737, as we get started with our wrestling news and views segment. And of course, here to bring it here to us from King Ice, ladies and gentlemen, with some very big time uh, uh, news indeed here of the day. Here is the Iceman, JD, Jared D. Drama, King Ice. JD, what is going on here in the wrestling news scene this evening? Yes, the King of Sexual Awareness Week is ready to give you the news, people, so be ready, however. Seth Rollins made his first post to Twitter since Hell in a Cell's main event, however, in reference to Seth Rollins' is not cool signing was mocked with Sunday night at the show. Rollins posted to Twitter, as you can see below, with the general message that seems to be a reaction to the ne- negative reaction that the main event received. The hashtag references a video that went viral of Rollins being taught by a fan holding up a sign that contained the phrase. Rollins didn't appear last night on Raw, but is still the cap of Team Hogan, the crowd jewel, coming up at the end of the month on Halloween. Rollins said the following. Survive and prevail is bigger than just what happens between the ropes. Question everything, even yourself, let your out, out, heart out every step of the way. Hashtag Seth Rollins is not cool. Meanwhile, WWE looks to be announcing Brock Lesnar versus King Velasquez, however, and Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman in some capacity on Friday. The company sent out a press alert this afternoon as shared by ESPN's Mark Romani on Twitter that the company is set to make a, quote, major announcement featuring the four men, however, at a media event this Friday at high noon, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, however, Eastern Standard Time in Las Vegas, hours before SmackDown takes to the air, however, live from the T-Mobile Arena. Meanwhile, however, as previously reported, Bray Wyatt and Sasha Banks were not medically cleared to compete on last night's edition of Raw due to suffering alleged recent injuries. Dave Meltzer addressed the topic on today's edition, however, the wrestling with Joe Radio. Banks and Wyatt did not appear during last night's broadcast on the USA Network, although Wyatt did come back later as the Fiend, taking out Cesaro, after the camera stopped rolling in Bakersfield at the Rabo Bank Arena. According to Meltzer, Wyatt's injury said to be not serious, which likely explains why Wyatt was still allowed to do a spot after the Raw broadcast where he attacked Cesaro. Attacked Cesaro. However, the situation involving Sasha Banks' injury is said to be not, quote, certain, however. As a result, she suffered a back injury, and as a result, she has now been pulled from in-ring action. Similar to the earlier report, there is still no word on how severe the injury is of yet, however. But Meltzer indicated that there are people who do know the extent of Banks' injury but do not want to tell. He added that when asked this source if it was serious, the source was, quote, it's unknown. Meltzer continued, Whether, whatever it is, it's not something that she wants out, however, so we don't know yet. It will probably get out. Per his statements on the show, Sasha Banks reportedly said that her injury is, quote, not a concussion. It was brought up with the source because what, quote, injuries get covered up the most in WWE is women concussions. 
For Bray Wyatt, while Wyatt wasn't clear to compete, he did make an appearance, as we said, however, mind you, however, as he interrupted a scheduled dark match between the Miz and Star and his fiend persona and attacked Cesaro, putting him in the manable cloth. Meanwhile, in baseball news, however, Game 5, however, of the playoffs continues to heat up tonight, however, mind you, however. Actually, Game 4, my mistake. The Tampa Bay Devil Rays, however, are up 4 nothing right now in the bottom of the sixth inning, chasing Justin Verlander. The Rays, of course, won yesterday to t- cut the series back to 1. Should the Rays win here tonight, and it looks like they're going to win, however, Game 5, however, could be this Thursday, however. Now... See here. Give me a second here, folks. I'm just checking something here, so bear with me here. Uh, okay, here we go. That being said, however, tomorrow we understand how our game five will be back in Houston, however, Thursday night. No word on who will start that game. But we do know tomorrow in Atlanta, however, the Cards and the Braves will play game five of their series, however, back in Atlanta. Jack Flaherty is set to start for the Cards, however, against Mike to Newitz, however, while in the nightcap, however, it will be Steven Strasburg getting the nod for the Nats, however, who forced Game 5 back in Los Angeles, however, against Walker Bueller. Playing Kershaw will not get the nod, however, in that game. Of course, the other team, however, who is waiting in the wings, however, will be, however, the winner of the Yankees. Uh, excuse me. Hold on. Sorry about that, folks. The Rays Astros will face the winner of the of the will face the Yankees, who last night, of course, wrapped up their series now with Minnesota sweeping out the Minnesota Twins. Thank you very much, there, JD. Of course, JD, along with King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith, is King Ice, the 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They bring all the news and spit in the WWS radio network, and of course, the news doesn't fit. They always find a way to make it fit. And of course, in GTS and, and, and now, before you can break it today, Tower, let us hear from well, our fearless leader is introducing the human suplex machine. Let us turn it now back over to Tripper Harrison himself with his uh, anthem of the morning at Camp North Star. <laughs> and of course, you, super glue and duct tape—you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination. Nice one, JD. I like that. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. And let's see what John has in our histories and birthdays here for today, October the eighth. Forty-one years ago today, which would put it at uh, nineteen seventy-eight. Hey, say same age as me. <laughs> yeah, in Dallas, Texas, Evelyn Stevens defeated the fabulous Moolah to capture the NWA Women's World Title. Her reign was a brief one. Stevens would lose it back to Moolah just two days later in Fort Worth, Texas. 29 years ago today, put it at 1990 in Memphis, Jared Lawler wins a 21-man tournament to regain the USWA Unified World Heavyweight title. The tournament was commissioned when Snowman no-showed the title defense and abruptly left the company. The participants included Terry Funk, Dick Murdoch, Dick Slater, Eddie Gilbert, Jeff Jarrett, Danny Davis, Steve Steve Kern, and the future Undertaker. Of course, uh, Mark Calloway, of course. Lawler would defeat Austin Idol to regain the USWA heavyweight title. Uh, 28 years ago today, would put it at 1991 in Montgomery, Alabama. The York Foundation defeated Big Josh, Dustin Rhodes, and Tom Zink to win the WCW six-man tag team titles. 20 years ago today, would put it at 1999 on an episode of ECW on TNN. 
Tammy Lynn Sitch, of course, we knew, know, remember her as Sunny, gives a candid interview with, with an off-camera Paul Heyman. In the end of that, in the end of that interview, her and her boyfriend Chris Candido would end up leaving ECW. Eighteen years ago, they would put it at uh, let's see, 2001 on Raw from Indianapolis. Two titles changed hands. First, the Hardy Boys defeated Booker T and Test to win the WCW World Ta World Tag Team Titles, and Stone Cold wins his sixth WWE WWF title by defeating Kurt Angle. The last time the WWF title would change hands. On Raw would be in January of 2000 when Triple H defeated the Big Show to regain the belt. That same day, Vince Russo announced that he was retiring from wrestling when his Time Warner contract expired in two days. In an unsurprising swerve, he did not retire. In fact, he joined TNA less than a year later. Of course, he's still very much in the business as of today. Steve Carino also announces he intends to retire once he lost the NWA World Heavyweight title. He will lose the title in December 2002, and surely enough, he did not retire either. And despite going on a retirement tour, Carino is still in the business today, currently as the color as a color analyst for Ring of Honor. Uh, seven, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, 17 years ago today, put it at 2002, Lillian Garcia re releases her debut single, Shout, on Universal Records. Uh, 13 years ago today, we put it at 2006, WWE presented No Mercy 2006 from the RBC Center in Raleigh, North Carolina, state capital of North Carolina, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. 12 years ago today, put it at 2007, on Raw, Shawn Michaels makes it return after a four-month absence to interrupt Randy Orton's championship ceremony by hitting him with sweet chin music. Also on that same day, Hiroshi Tanahashi defeats, defeated Yuji Nagata to win the IWGP heavyweight title. I'll get that out in just a few minutes, folks. Trust me, I will. Seven years ago today, put at 2012 on WWE Raw, Vincent Mann wrestled CM Punk in a non-title match. This turns out to be the final professional wrestling match of Vince McMahon and his first match since WrestleMania 2010 when he battled Bret Hart and also his first Raw match since August of 2009. One year ago today, 2018, on Raw from Rosemont, Illinois, Shawn Michaels announces his comeback to the wrestling ring for one more match as he and Triple H issue a challenge to Kane and The Undertaker for Crown Jewel. Also returning to Swerve Baron Corbin was Kurt Angle as he eliminated him in a 10-man battle royal match. That was, as Kevin Nash used to say, too sweet. Yes. Uh, happy 40th birthday to former WWE superstar and also the pirate, Paul Burchill. Happy birthday to him. Also, happy 39th birthday to former Intercontinental Champion, former Tag Team Champion, United States Champion, 2010 Money in the Bank winner, and a former WWE Champion, The Miss. Okay. He was born on. He is. Uh, let's see. Nine, not see, 1980. He is, uh, he's 39. He'll be 40 next year. Happy. And of course, he just became a proud dad recently, the second time. There you go. Okay. He was born on October 8th, 1980, in Parma, Ohio. His parents were divorced at that time. He attended Normandy High School and was a cat, was captain of his basketball and cross country team. He participated in swimming and was a member of the student government and edited the yearbook. He attended Miami University, where he was a member of the Theta Chi fraternity and studied business before he ca casted 
as a member of the real world in 2001, where he dropped out of college and appeared on the on the tenth season of MTV's reality TV hit, like we said, The Real World. But that was not all. In fact, even throughout his wrestling career, he would appear on TV and movie mo- movies and TV shows. My, he started his career in UPW in 2003, where he debuted as The Miz. He made it to the finals of UPW's Matt Wars tournament, made it to the finals before losing to Tony Stratton. In October of 2004, he entered the fourth season of Tough Enough, in, where the winner was awarded a WWE contract. He faced Daniel Pewter in a three-round Dixie dog, dog fight at Armageddon, and where Pewter won and ended up winning the entire competition. Despite his loss, the Miz had piqued the interest in WWE and was eventually offered a developmental contract. He was sent to DSW, I think Deep South Wrestling Trainer under Bill DeMont, of course, you know Hugh Morris. He would also wrestle two dark matches in July 2005. He won the inaugural Deep, Deep South Wrestling Heavyweight title over Mike Knox in December 2005. Miz revealed in June 2000, and let me make sure I heard that right, 2018. That he and Matt Capitelli were scheduled to be a to be a tag team known as a Reality Check in 2005, but the plans were halted due to Capitelli's cancer issues. On January 3rd, 2006, Miz was transferred straight to OVW, where he teamed with Chris Cage next month to win the OVW seven tag team titles. <clears throat> After losing the titles, there was vignettes of the Miz shown on SmackDown. Miz made his debut on April 21st, but was told by Palmer Cannon that he had been canceled before having security escort him from the premises. Miz would finally debut on June 2nd, 2006, hyping up the crowd at the top of the show. He also did other duties, hosted a bikini contest, and also hosted the third annual Diva Search competition. Miz would be back on SmackDown as a villain, making his in-ring debut, defeating the veteran Tatanka on September 1st, 2006. And also picked up wins over Matt Hardy, Funaki, and Scotty Too Hardy. Too Hardy. Hardy. Scotty Too Hardy. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. On his birthday at No Mercy, John should have mentioned this. Layla was doing was doing a lamp dance, lamp dance for him on his 26th birthday. But little did Miz know that she gave him the surprise of his life. And that surprise was Big Dick Johnson. <laughs> Yeah, the Miz would then feed with the Boogeyman, and where Boogeyman snaps his undefeated streak at, um, at Armageddon. Miz was part of the Beat the Clock Challenge match, and where he took on the Undertaker, but the challenge was won by Mr. Kennedy. Yes, JD, go ahead and say it, Mr. Oh. No, Mr. Kennedy. 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 There you go. Miz entered his first Royal Rumble match at number 29 was, that was eliminated by the great Kali. Following a brief absence, Miz would host Miz TV. After the segment was unsuccessful, he returned to action again. Miz was drafted from SmackDown to ECW in June of 2007. In his first ECW match, he defeated Nunzio. Afterwards, he found new managers. He found, he found new managers, Kelly Kelly, Brooke Adams, and Layla, and then feuded with Balls Mahoney in October 2007. At least we knew one of those guys at the time had the balls, and we all knew which one that was. He was voted at Cyber Sunday to battle CM Punk for the ECW title, but failed to capture his first singles belt. In late 2007, Miz formed an alliance with John Morrison. At the start, at the start they were rivals to go after CM Punk's ECW title. 
that on November 16, 2007, they defeated Matt Hardy in MVP to win the WWE Tag Team titles, giving Miz his first title in the WWE. In February 2008, they began the dirt sheet in which they mocked other wrestlers in the faces of pop culture. Morrison and Miz as champions had many successful title defenses, but they would drop the titles at the Bash in 2008 to Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder in a fatal four-way tag team match. Morrison and Miz would be involved in a few with Crime Time, who also had a website of their own. They would defeat him at Cyber Sunday, and their next feud would be with D-Generation X. On Raw number 800, they came up short against the team, of course, of Triple H and Shawn Michaels. On December 13, 2008, Morrison and Miz won the World Tag Team titles over CM Punk and Kofi Kingston. They would hold the titles when they feuded with the Colognes at WrestleMania 25. Oh, for the Unified World and WWE Tag Team titles with the Colognes winning the match. Oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. Uh, mm-hmm. After WrestleMania, Miz would be drafted to the Raw brand and turn and he turned on John Morrison, completely turning Morrison face. While Morrison stayed on SmackDown, Miz's first act on Raw would be to challenge John Cena, but Cena didn't appear due to an injury. Miz would taunt Cena and make fun of him until Cena returned to Bash to shut the Miz up. Cena and Miz continued to feud until August when Cena defeated him in a loser leaves town match. The Miz would return to defeat Eugene as the Calgary kid, and he would debut his new finisher at the skull crushing finale, and then said he was the Miz and that he was awesome. Of course, we all remember that. Miz would have his sights set on his first singles belt, the U.S. title, in October. He captured the U.S. title over Kobe Kingston and had a lot of momentum going. He feuded with his old partner, John Morrison, at Bragging Rights and defeated Morrison in a champion versus champion match and would do the same thing get in Survivor Series when he and Morrison captained their own teams. He, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre were the sole survivors in the match. He would then feud with MVP. They faced off the t- at the 2010 Royal Rumble in a scheduled match for the United States title with The Miz winning. But MVP got redemption on The Miz by eliminating him from the Royal Rumble match. Miz would form an alliance with the Big Show, and in their first night, they won the World Tag Team titles over DX and the Straight Edge Society in a triple threat match. Miz and Show held the titles and even defended the WrestleMania 26 against John Morrison and R-Truth, but they would drop the titles to the Hart Dynasty. The Miz would also have a feud with Bret Hart. In May 2010, the Miz dropped the U.S. title to Bret Hart, and thus after Hart vacated the title, following allowing the Miz to have an opportunity to get the title back. But he failed to win it back over our truth. Uh, okay. Miz would be a pro for Daniel Bryan on the first NXT show and where he belittled him. And on the first NXT show, he attacked Daniel Bryan after Bryan's match with Chris Jericho. After Bryan was eliminated, he would he would attack the Miz the next week. The Miz returned to NXT to mentor Alex Riley. On June 14, 2010, he won his second WWE United States title in a federal four-way match over Zack Ryder, <clears throat> John Morrison, and Our Truth. By then, Michael Cole, who had been a face commentator since 1997, had grown fond of The Miz and, and in his mistreatment of Daniel Bryan. On July 18, 2010, Miz had a monumental breakthrough by winning the Raw Money in the Bank and thus earned himself a shot at the WWE title. Miz was then feared with the return Daniel Bryan, who... John Cena pulled from Team WWE at SummerSlam 2010. Miz would interfere and cost Bryan the match, but despite that, Team WWE would go on to win. Miz and Bryan feuded for the United States title, and where Bryan defeated him at Night of Champions to win the title, 
Miz then captained Team Raw at Bragging Rights, but would lose to Team SmackDown. In the night after Survivor Series, Miz cashed his Money in the Bank briefcase by defeating Randy Orton to regain the WWE title. Miz would retain the title in a TLC match over Jerry Lawler in his first title defense with interference on Michael Cole and would defeat Orton in a rematch in a tables match at TLC and would defeat John, also John Morrison in the first year, in the first match of 2011 in the Falls County Anywhere match to retain the WWE title. He successfully retained against Orton at the Royal Rumble with help from the new Nexus. At Elimination Chamber, he would end his feud with Lawler by retaining the title against him. He and WrestleMania 27 opponent John Cena won the WWE Tag Team titles over Justin Gabriel and Heath Slater. But the team would drop the titles of the, later to Slater and Gabriel. Cena and Mrs. Rivalry would continue WrestleMania 27 when The Rock, who had returned to WWE since 2004, <clears throat> when he challenged both Cena and The Miz. Miz made fun of The Rock when he attacked John Cena by dressing up in The Rock's gear. At WrestleMania 27, he defeated Cena to retain the title with interference from The Rock. But, the, but Miz's WrestleMania celebration didn't last long. He would take on John Morrison and John Cena in a steel cage triple threat match for the WWE title at Extreme Rules with Cena winning the belt. Excuse me. The next night on Raw, Miz took on Cena for the title where he allegedly won but was caught by the referee. After the Miz won the number one contenders match over Alberto Del Rio and Rey Mysterio, Cena challenged Mitch, Miz to an I quit match at Over the Limit for the title. Miz would be the dominant factor of the match trying to make Cena quit, but Cena refused. At the Miz thought he had, he, had, he had won the belt. A voiceover of Cena saying, I quit, was heard about of Alex Kelly's similar to the 99 Royal Rumble when Mankind did a backstage promo before his match with The Rock. The match restarted with Cena retaining the title. Afterwards, Miz would blame Riley and attack him, turn Riley into a face six days before their match at Capital Punishment. <clears throat> Uh, let's see. Hold on here. So, sorry about that. Uh, or, or, uh, sorry, sorry about that. I kind of messed up here. Uh, let's see. Uh, match restart. We've seen him retaining the title. Afterwards, Miz would blame Riley and attack him, turn Riley into a face. Six days before the match at Capital Punishment, Riley cost the Miz a match against Roddy Roddy Piper. Riley would beat the Miz. At Capital Punishment, the 2011 Money in the Bank, Miz failed to win a second time the Raw, the Raw Money in the Bank ladder match. Miz entered a WWE title tournament match by defeating Kofi Kingston and Alex Riley, <coughs> but was but was in the finals with Rey Mysterio, with Mysterio defeating him to win the vacated WWE title. Miz formed an alliance with Our Truth as they were upset with Triple H's conspiracies and Nia Champions. They would interfere in the Triple H Stand Punt match. Attacking both men. The next night on Raw, Triple H fired both of them at the 2011 Hell in a Cell. They interfered in the triple threat Hell in a Cell match, attacking John Cena, CM Punk, and Alberto Del Rio until they were locked up in handcuffs. And in October, Lawrence rehired Miz and Truth, and they would return to Vengeance and defeat CM Punk and Triple H. As Survivor Series, they teamed up again to take on The Rock and John Cena, and where The Rock and Cena won the match. After the match, The Miz turned on Truth, and he became a single star again. This would be the number one entry in the 2012 Royal Rumble match and lasted longer until he was eliminated by the Big Show. After being upset about a spot at WrestleMania 28, Miz finally gained a spot on, by being on Team Laurinaitis. When Laurinaitis' team defeated Teddy Long's team at WrestleMania 28, afterwards, Miz took time off and returned to 2012 Money in the Bank to enter the Raw ladder match. It was defeated by John Cena. 
at Raw 1000. He also he defeated Christian, regained the Intercontinental title and held the title for three months until dropping the belt to Kofi Kingston. Miz would turn face in the fall of 2012 as part of Mick Foley's team of Survivor Series. He then defeated with Cesaro in 2013 and won the IC title. Wrestling 29 to Wade Barrett, but dropped the title to Barrett. Miz would be feuding with the Authority in the fall of 2013 and also the Wyatt family as well. Miz turned heel again in 2014 by becoming a movie star and won the IC title once more at Battleground. Miz formed the alliance of Damian Sandown, which he was called Mizdow. He and Mizdow won the tag team titles at Survivor Series, but dropped the titles to the Usos in December 2014. Miz and Mizdow would split in 2015 with Mizdow eliminating Miz from the Andre the Giant Battle Royal Match at WrestleMania 31. After a failed attempt at the IC title and some fusion on his play in 2015 with the help of Maurice, and after WrestleMania 32, he defeated Zack Ryder, who regained the IC title. He would be on the SmackDown brand in July 2016, feuding with Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler would beat him at no mercy for the title and would regain it back the next month. In the first year of 2017, Miz dropped the title to Dean Ambrose and then feuded with John Cena and Nikki Bella. At WrestleMania 33, Cena and Nikki defeated Miz and Maurice. Miz was drafted to the Raw brand by winning back the IC title at Extreme Rules. But in November, November, Miz dropped the IC title to Roman Reigns until winning it back on Raw, Raw's 25th anniversary. Miz lost the title to Rollins at WrestleMania 34 in a triple threat match and was drafted to the SmackDown brand to feud with Daniel Bryan. After the feud, Miz formed an alliance with Shane McMahon and turned face in the process. They defeated the Bar to win the tag team titles of the 2019 Royal Rumble. They would drop the titles to the Usos Elimination Chamber. In the rematch, they lost to the Usos again, and after Shane, afterwards, Shane would turn on the Miz, tagging him leading to a match at WrestleMania 35 in a Falls County War match with Shane defeating the Miz. Miz would then be drafted to the Raw brand, and where he still feuded, sorry about that, with Shane. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the histories and birthdays here uh, for today. And on a personal note, before we go any further, I do have a personal birthday I would like to acknowledge. Um, I would like to wish, because of someone in my family, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to wish my father a very happy 77th birthday today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Darren. He is, a, of course, a Vietnam War, Vietnam War veteran. He still works in this very day. He works every other week, but he still stays busy. And he still, he still, lives, on, still lives by himself. And of course, he want, he's one he's one heck of a, one heck of a man. So happy seventy seventh birthday, there, pops. Um, <clears throat> and uh, we'll of course I will bet we'll be doing something special for him. Of course, me, myself and my sister and her family will be doing something for him over the weekend. So a happy birthday there today, of course, to my father here today. One six zero five five six two zero four 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 caller ID one three eight zero five five pound. Episode 737 of WWS Revolution for Tuesday, October 8th, 2019. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. Which, by the way, I do thank for the news and views and history and birthday. Sorry about that, guys. I want to thank y'all for that as well. But also now on the line, coming in on the line here, folks, for episode 737 of Revolution. He is a 2017 WWS Hall of Famer. He's also known as the Heartbreak Kid here in the radio network circles. And he is a contributor to WWS Raw Radio. And if you think of his other nickname, ladies and gentlemen, you got to think about it, is about that 60s, that classic 60s sitcom Happy Days, where one of the central characters 
went a little, little something, I do believe, just like this. He went A. Yes, a gentlemen, Fonzie is now made on the 737 Revolution. Uh, Fonzie, we do welcome you, sir, here as well. Gentlemen, before we get into the meat of the action here tonight, I do want to point out about the, of course, the prediction title challenge here. Of course, I'm sure a lot of folks have already already heard by now what the end results were of this. And I will go ahead. I will go ahead and, and, and name off a set mention officially about what we have, what we have, what we have, what we have known about this so far. I can tell you that in a three-way tie for first place. The Empress Anne Marie Rickenbach, the Iceman, Jeremy Girolamo, and got seven of their predictions correct. Fonzie came in second place with six predictions correct. Big win with big, big finish for you from Sunday night there, but congratulations there. John came in behind him in third with uh, five points correct. Uh, well, John and John and Michelle did actually five points, and Danny from and Danny Mullen turned that down. Right. Um, and also, uh, Danny, Danny from Oak Park, of course, uh, came in, and I'm and we're, we're not gloating or boasting or bragging, but we still love and so so love and respect Danny from Oak Park, ladies and gentlemen. He only received two points, so. Um, so, so there is your end result there. I can go ahead and tell you that we do have, of course, our, th our three first place finishers already chose their belts and here they are, ladies and gentlemen, in this order and has picked up the Lucha U.S. Aztec Warfare Championship. JD has chosen the AWA U.S. Light Heavyweight Championship. And just today, Mr. Hulkamania Bob Ziggler chose the ECW U.S. Hardcore Championship. So now, since we have both these gentlemen on the line in this order, Fonzie, you will go first, my man, and I will tell you what remaining belts we have left, uh, and you will get to choose, choose, and then John, you can choose right behind him. Let me tell you what we have here, Fonzie. So listen very carefully here. Okay. Uh, the belts we have left are as follows: we have the WCWS Body Slam Championship. The FMWS Independent Heavyweight Championship, the NWA US Midgets Championship, and the RWS Glory of the JD, you might want to turn that down again. I mean, it's getting a little bit loud. So, Fonzie, there are your belts. Uh, which one of those would you like to choose for? The body slam. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the Heartbreak Kid. Fonzie has decided to take the WWUS Body Slam Championship. Great choice there, Fonzie. And, John, you will get to choose next. Uh, which The FMWUS Independent Heavyweight title, the NWAUS Midgets title, and the ROHUS Glory of Honor title, which one would you like to have, please? He wants the Ring of Honor US Glory of Honor title. So there you go. So, so ladies and gentlemen, like I said, Michelle 
and Danny will be the only two left. Michelle will be, will choose. Hopefully, we should, we'll hear from her on Friday. And whatever belt she chooses, the other belt will go to Danny. So, so we have the FMWS Independent Heavyweight Title left, and the NWA US Midgets Championship left. And I know that's not a good, great term to use, but I mean that's the way they have it. So, all right, gentlemen. Uh, let's go ahead here and talk about, of course, uh, of course, as we know, as 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 we as we know here, uh, as we know here, of course, we did have the. Uh, um, let's see here. We did have a. We did have, of course. Uh, um, we did have officially here, um, as of, of course, Sunday, right before, of course, the event took place. Uh, we did have officially have nine matches here. Of course, we did actually, we actually, we actually. Well, where's where's that? Fonzie might want to turn that down too. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. All right, that's okay. All right, thank you, Jerry. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, like I said before, we only we only talked about eight of the. We only talked. We only uh, did did eight of the nine because the last match that was given to us, of course, I did forget to talk about this one, and we may go ahead and talk about. We will talk about this one probably tomorrow night, and of course, that was the match between Randy Orton and Ali from, of course, uh, Hell in a Cell. Yeah. We'll talk about it tomorrow night. Everybody. Where, where, who is, who is, okay, JD, I know you won't that, that thing is that that thing's got a bad echo. You're going to have to turn that down, or at least, um, because I mean I'm having a hard time talking while that over that thing. Uh, I mean I'm sorry, but I mean, that's, yeah. um, <clears throat> sorry, sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, anyway, well, yes, we're going to talk about four of the matches here tonight. The four, four of the matches, of course, that did have to do with Monday Night Raw, that kind of centered around superstars, 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 opposite you can see on Raw. Um, so we're going to get right down here to the plate here. Of course, I will ask JD, now I'll ask Fonzie, then I'll ask John, in that order about what they thought of each match. The first one here I would like to talk about here, gentlemen, obviously. Is um, is actually, of course, the one that actually made it as the pre-show match here, and of course we'll talk more about what happened as a result of this. Uh, we'll talk about something else that happened concerning the same two people last night. We'll talk about it here shortly. But JD, let's hit this is let's get your take here on what was considered the pre-show match here for Hell in the Cell, which was a one-on-one matchup pitting Natalia versus Lacey Evans for Natalia. Uh, of course, uh, submitting Lacey Evans to win the match in nine minutes, 25 seconds. Well, we've seen this feud before, however. I mean, it's time to end this feud once and fall. And, of course, we kind of had an end to it last night. Uh, yeah, I mean, for them to add this as a bonus match, it could have been named another match. I mean, it was okay for what it was, but, yeah, it is what it is, you know. I'm sorry. Bonzi, your take on the match between Natalia and Lacey Evans from Sunday? No comment. Okay. Hey, John, your thoughts here on the on Natalia versus Lacey Evans from Sunday?
John said this was a good win for Natalia. Okay. All right, John, anything else you wish to add before we continue? I said, is there any is there anything else you wish to add before we continue? Uh, no, not that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you there. Thank you, John. And Fonzie, very nice on there, by the way. I will I will comment on that. All right. <laughs> next, the next one we'll talk about here. Of course, obviously, of course, said this is one I think JD is going to be really, really itching to talk about here. Is obviously the the longest match of the entire night at 21 minutes and 50 seconds. The Raw Women's title match with Becky Lynch retaining over Sasha Banks, also by submission. JD, your thoughts here? Oh, Lord. To me, that was the best match of the night by far. However, I mean, these two busted their And this would have been a 25-minute match, but this was a good match, and these two busted their tail. But in the end, unfortunately, Sasha Banks didn't look so good, however, and Becky had some bumps and bruises too, but in the end, how Becky showed once again that she's still the man and on top of the summit right now. Indeed, indeed. Fonzie, your take on the Raw Women's title match from Sunday. Becky Lynch retaining the belt over Sasha Banks in 50 seconds. Usually pretty good. Mm. Yeah, the media came out and told this it was. So, that's all I got to say about that. Okay, all right. Uh, John says they're probably one of the best ladies in the uh, Anything else you want to add about this match, John? And John says he is hoping that Sasha is okay because she did suffer an injury. Okay. Uh, John, anything else you wish to add, sir, about this? And John says, who is next on the on the list for the man? Who knows, John? Who knows indeed? That's all he's got right there, okay? All right, here, next up here, we one, another one we'll talk about here. Let's see about the yes, and a match here that ended here in eight minutes and 15 seconds. As we saw, the Viking Warrior, Viking Raiders, well, Warriors would have been probably a little bit better name for them, but the Viking Raiders, who chose Braun Strowman as their teammate, uh, got by AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson of the of course, the OC by DQ in a six man tag. JD, your thoughts here. Well, I mean, we've seen this before, too. I mean, you think about it, we've seen a lot of these matches before. I mean, like I said, Natty and Lacey, of course, started the show. I'm surprised they put that on the show. I mean, they could have done something else. Um, as far as Sasha and Becky, like I said, this was the match of the night, and they definitely <coughs> gave the fans something to at least be uh, cheering about, however if you want to call it that. <coughs> Sorry about that. And uh, that being said, I mean, you saw them go 20 to 22 minutes, almost 25 minutes long, however. I mean, it wasn't bad for what it was, so it was pretty good. And then, of course, this one, of course, uh, it was the same old, same old. Actually, you know what? I'll be back in a second. Why don't you take Fonzie's thing? I'll be right back. 
Okay. All right. All right, Fonzie, we'll wait for Jake. We'll come back to JD about this one in a moment. But your thoughts on the six man tag from Hell in a Cell, the Viking Raiders, and Braun Strowman defeating the OC by disqualification? Yeah, I had this one right. I knew they were going to bring Braun Strowman. Um, this was okay match. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, pretty much everybody kind of said Braun Strowman here was going to be the partner. Um, I think I think you and three others possibly said that this was going to take place. Um, and so, uh, uh, John, your take here on the six man tag from Hell in a Cell. John says it was not a good was not a good match in his opinion. But John will say he did call. He did call it right. He did all, was one of those that did say that uh, Braun was going to be the mystery partner in this. Like I said, believe it or not, it was John, it was Fonzie, it was Bobby, and it was Ann. Ann actually did come in at the very last moment and said that she wanted to be in this too. She talked to me Sunday morning and she mentioned that she wanted to be in this too. So, uh, so, she, so like I said, four, four out of seven folks. Um, uh, jumped into this. Actually, the only difference is that uh, JD actually picked Finn Balor to be the, this mystery partner. Uh, Michelle picked The Miz to be the mystery partner. And Danny actually picked Ricochet to be the mystery partner. So, which was which was quite interesting. Uh, JD, are you back with us? No, I guess he's not yet back yet, so we'll just come back to him in just a few minutes. Uh, let's see here. And we'll we'll come back to JD about this match here in a moment. But the one obviously I think everybody was everybody of course was um, was was talking about that ended in seventeen and a half minutes and ended in in a no contest. Uh I guess you consider Seth Rollins retaining the WWE Universal title over the theme Bray Wyatt. And while we wait for JD to return, let me go ahead and go right straight to Fonzie. Let's get your take on this, please. <coughs> Whoa, excuse me. Which one was this, Chad? This was the Universal title match that ended in no contest, 17 and a half minutes. Seth Rollins and uh, the theme, yes. Yes, that's right. No comment on that. Okay. All right. Thank you there, Fonzie. Uh, John, John, uh, your thoughts here on the mat 17 and a half minutes. Uh, Seth Rollins versus The Fiend held in the cell for the Universal title ended in a no contest. I think John's probably typing up something right now. Am I waiting on John? Let me see. If J JD, are you back with us, sir? And he's not back yet. So. Okay. Uh, John says he actually does agree with Fonzie on this. He apparently does not have any comment about this. I think this was pretty much one match that a lot of people didn't really like because of, I guess, because of how it ended. I, I would assume so. So. 
but uh, thank you there, John, for that. Uh, JD, are you back with us? And I guess he's he's still away here. I guess he's I guess he's possibly maybe going to take some medicine or something. I know he's been under the weather here a little bit lately. So, uh, but uh, but while we wait for JD to re to return here, uh, just a little just a little programming note here uh, coming up uh, tomorrow night. Of course, after outside the ropes, one one four one three eight seven pound at six thirty. And WWS Wrestling Debate at 8 o'clock, 139.925 pounds. I'll be back on here with WWS Revolution once again. The live video feed uh, coming in from our group started by our own King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith, Top Heel. Uh, we will talk about, of course, yeah. the, other, the other matches from Hell in a Cell. We will also, of course, give everyone a preview as to what, 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 what looks like what's going to be taking place on SmackDown Friday night. <clears throat> that's funny that's very funny and also of course uh, we'll talk about it of course all, in addition to your wrestling news and recent history and birthdays here as well so be sure to listen in on that um this thursday on nwo we'll pack your ladies and gentlemen in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays our live video feed from ufc us ultimate competition we will of course share our thoughts and opinions about of course any about tomorrow night's edition of nxt and also aew as well and uh, i'll post some other fun wrestling stuff we'll talk about here as well one three eight five two one pound we'll talk about it of course this thursday night and also this friday on revolution news and views history and birthdays our live video feed from true pioneers of wrestling we hope to hear of course also from the black widow michelle lynn dodds and danny from oak park to give their take on everything that's happened here in the world of wrestling here this week uh, I'm sure they'll probably, they may or may not say anything about what happened on Sunday, but you never know, folks. But we'll definitely get to hear what about some of the things that's gone on in the wrestling world from them, of course, this Friday night. Uh, 138055-pound, be sure to listen in on that. In the meantime, here, folks, let's go ahead and get back and let's see if we can try to check with you, see if we got, see if we got the Iceman back on. JD, are you back with us? Yep. <coughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, all right. Uh, let's go back here. First off, here go a little, little re rewind here, of course, uh, for the because John and Fonzie have given their thoughts on these two matches. We'll go ahead and get your thoughts about them. Uh, the third one we were talking about was the uh, let me see what was it? Yes, the six man tag team match that ended in let me see here in eight eight minutes and fifteen seconds. As we saw the Viking Raiders, of course, and their mystery partner, which turned out to be Braun Strowman. Defeat AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson, the OC, by DQ. Your thoughts here, please. Well, it was a good match, but you know what, Howard? I was surprised they didn't take Finn Balor as their partner, Howard. That really kind of surprised me a little bit. Okay, thank you there. And also, the last one here, of course, obviously, John and Fonzie didn't really not have any comment about this one here. And, of course, I'm not really... I wouldn't. I'm not really at all surprised that 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 they didn't because of how it ended. Of course, in 17 and a half minutes here, the Hell in a Cell match for the Universal Title. Apparently, Seth Rollins, of course, did retain over the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Of course, it ended in a no contest. JD, your thoughts here? It was okay, but again, the ending just absolutely reeked. Right, man. And of course, obviously, obviously, of course, like I said, you did. 
we did hear, of course, from uh, our good friend Danny from Oak Park, of course, which, of course, this was this was done at, in his hometown Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, of Sacramento, of Sacramento, California. And you can understand that he was pretty much 100% teed off about the whole thing. And, uh, and of course, J.D. and I both have, 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 have heard him talk here over the last couple of days ever since this, all this happened. Um, that they were there. Go ahead, Judy, please. You think about what's, uh, like I said, I mean, what happened, mind you. I mean, a lot went down, however. I mean, as far as the hope, like I said, the club thing, I mean, you thought Finn Balor would have been chosen with uh, possibly maybe uh, against his good brothers of AJ, Gallows, and Anderson, however, maybe turn it back on possibly uh, the Raiders and possibly maybe uh, possibly Braun Strowman, possibly. But no one thought uh, the Raiders, however, of Hanson and Rowe or uh, Eric and Ivar with a K and AR, but that wasn't the case here. And, of course, we saw a big, bad Braun Strowman show. Once again, he wanted to get someone's hands How It didn't matter if it was the U.S. champion or if it was possibly maybe uh, Gallows and Anderson, considering uh, they are the uh, Mr. Clean and big boy. I mean, Gal 6'8", of course, I believe he's 6'8". Or six seven six six ten six 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 eight I think he is. I'm not to check how tall he is, but uh so big yeah. Oh, indeed. But uh, but of course here of course tomorrow of course tomorrow night oh, as we say oh, go ahead. Is, yeah, he is six eight. I was wrong. He is six foot eight, two ninety. Oh my goodness. Well, there you go, there. There you go, guys. So, and thank you very much for jumping and leaving your thoughts and opinions about these matches here tonight. And tomorrow we will talk about the remainder of the matches here, of course, that did have to do with, uh, of course, kind of stemmed, stemmed around SmackDown, including, like we said, the one match that was ended late. The fact that I'm more interested, though, is he was born in Asheville, North Carolina. He's 39, 6 foot 1, 215. He made his pro debut in May of 2002 the age of 22. He's also working working well, PWG, Ring of Honor, and of course, like we said, he has married his four sons, however, uh, like I said, how he's friends, of course, Pendara and also Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you there, JD. Okay, like I said, and of course, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, even though we'll talk about this match tomorrow night, I will go ahead and mention here to you that the match between Randy Orton and Ali, which, uh, like I said, we'll talk more about this tomorrow night, uh, was ended, actually it was, it was added to the show right before, right, right around the time that Ellen Cell got started. But ladies and gentlemen, since this was the case, we did not count this match. So the process, everybody did receive. Uh, that is for JD, John, M- Michelle, Fonte, Bobby, Danny, and Hans. Everybody did receive They did receive credit for it, even though, like I said, we didn't count the match because it was added late. So, but we will talk about that as part of our matches here tomorrow night, of course, on the Wednesday edition, of course, here of Revolution. Uh, gentlemen, let's go ahead and get right into here to, to here, of course, our thoughts about what happened last night, of course, on Monday Night Raw. Uh, uh, 
of course, uh, John, let's go and start with you here, sir. Um, your thoughts here about what happened last night on Monday Night Raw? Um, any key moments that you want to bring up or just something, the, the same thing you want to mention about last night? John says he has nothing to add. He does not have any comments about Raw. Okay, John, that's thank you very much. Bonzi, your thoughts here about anything that took place on Raw uh, last night? I'm going to do the same thing as John said. Okay. All right. Thank you there, Fonzie. Well, J.D., I guess that means with John and Fonzie not uh, really having much to say about what happened last night, I now pose the ultimate question to you, sir. Are you cooled off and are you warmed up? Granted, bear with me, however, at the same time, however, like I said, however, um, like I said, however, um, like I said, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to hold off till tomorrow night because, like I said, I'm still feeling the effects of this cold, and I don't want to sound nasally when I'm doing it, though. That's the thing. Okay. Well, like I said, we did. That's what we had planned to do. But, uh, okay. Well, well, I don't like to push anything back, but as you, as you can tell, ladies and gentlemen, the Iceman is, is, um, he is, he is, he is, he is, he is feeling up to, to doing so, but he is not feeling He's not feeling uh, well right now. So, so ladies and gentlemen, we'll just go ahead and we okay. will. This cold's been knocking me out on literally the last couple of days, guys. Sorry about that. Okay, well that's quite all right. So we'll just, we'll, so ladies and gentlemen, right after we talk about the remaining matches from Hell in a Cell tomorrow night, we will we will get JD thoughts about what happened last night on Raw on tomorrow night's edition, of course, of Revolution. Let's give you the number one more time here, folks. 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 138055-POUND. This is episode number 737 of WWS Revolution for Tuesday, August the 8th, 2019. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman, here, DJ Wallamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and of course also the Heartbreak Kid Ponzi here with you here tonight. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, hmm. Oh, and ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, uh, um, I will I will want to mention this here to you. I'm not sure when this will take place, and this is officially in the planning stages. But this did this did pop up here earlier this evening, as I did speak to the speak to Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler. Of course, as, as I did, speak, did mention here earlier here, folks, uh, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziggler, did uh, choose his belt from this past Sunday's uh, prediction title challenge. <laughs> and he chose the ECW U.S. Hardcore Championship. He has thrown out now, and he has issued a challenge officially, ladies and gentlemen, to the Iceman. And not bad. To the Iceman Jared DiGiorgio for a title versus title matchup here, folks, in which Bobby has said he would put up his new ECWS Hardcore title against JD's WWFUS Junior Heavyweight title. So, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know when this will take place. Of course, like I said, I will be talking to Bob, Bobby, and we of course get with JD, and we will try to get someone to find out in the works. But of course, we are going and may more likely be a wrestling Jeopardy matchup here. Uh, but it will be, of course, JD versus Bob with both the ECW US Hardcore and WWF US Junior Heavyweight title belts up for grabs coming up here 
very, very soon. Ladies and gentlemen, I do have to step out for just a brief moment. I will return momentarily. Let's let uh, JD and Fonzie talk amongst themselves for a moment here uh, about uh, some stuff that might be on their mind here, gentlemen. I will be right back here. Uh, uh, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw will be right back with 737 of Revolution. Here is JD and Fonzie. Tomorrow night, guys, so at 8 o'clock, do not forget, however, the debate will be in full force. Once the 9925, Fonzie will give us the NXT update. John and I will be watching the AEW week number two. We will also have Michelle and Gerard and the rest of the gang in the panel. We choose up the hail tomorrow night. Be sure to check that out. Also at 6.30, be sure to check out Outside the Ropes, 141387. We'll talk about the latest politics, movies, and sports, including the baseball playoffs, and, of course, the debut of Joker, which this weekend... <clears throat> Sorry about that, folks. Debuted in the number one spot between 70 and $90 million this weekend. Yes, folks. In fact, our good friend Danny from Oak Park said he saw it today, and it was very dark, very creepy, very edgy, and if Juan Phoenix does not win the Oscar for Best Actor over Tom Hanks' role as Mr. Rogers, then something's wrong. But that, of course, was the number one movie this weekend. We'll tell you about the other movies that did well this weekend, plus the latest sports news, including the baseball players, which tonight... Houston and Tampa are playing game four as we speak. Speaking of sports, I will ask Fonzie right now. Fonzie, I'm sure you watched the Penguin game tonight. It was not a very good showing. No, it wasn't. But we'll see what happens Thursday night when they play the Colorado Avalanche. Of course, this Thursday. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen. No, they play in uh, Anaheim. No, I thought they played Colorado Thursday. No, they play Anaheim. Oh, that's right. Okay, they play the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Okay, my mistake. Sorry about that, folks. They play Anaheim. Of course, this Sunday, don't forget, of course, ladies and gentlemen, of course, some big games this week, including John's boys taking on the Miami Dolphins. A very interesting game there. Sunday night, of course, the Steelers traveling to L.A. to take on the Chargers, Phillip Rivers. Also, next Monday night, don't forget, it will be Detroit versus Green Bay and Lambeau Field. And yes, folks, hold on to your butts, Howard, as John would say, Howard, for this one. The big bet is now in between Mr. WCW and our good friend, the Ralph Snake from Florida, in a rare Sunday morning matchup. It'll be this Sunday, Tampa, Carolina, two electric boogaloo, live from the UK. So get your kippers, get your eggs, get your blood pudding, salt, and uh, and scones, and everything in between, ladies and gentlemen, because this week, however, it will be the rematch between Enel and Mr. WCW there. You ever watch Impact Wrestling on Access? I've watched some of it. Yeah, I didn't get to see it tonight. How was it? Right now, right now it's uh, Lucha Brothers. By the way, what was the final score of the Penguin game? 4-1. Oof. Yeah, 4-1. Yeah, Orcos got hurt, I heard. Yeah, Orcos did. So now we've got three injuries. We've got Malkin, Bookstead, and now Orcos. This Penguins are not off to a good start, folks. Hopefully they'll wake up this week and see what happens. And, of course, as yeah. we said earlier, top viewers, the Steelers did find out today that their star running back, Jalen Samuels, are behind James Conner and also Penny uh, Snell, will be out at least a month. So Snell now moves up to number two, no pun intended, as him and Conner will carry the load this week. James Washington, of course, will not play, I believe, due to an arm in his sling. And, of course, as we know, Mason Rudolph, of course, got hit pretty good last week. He will be scratched from this week's game. Devin Duck Hodges will get his first career start in the regular season this Sunday out there in L.A. 
as they take over as a company. Yeah, we're on the fucking third string quarterback. Now, also, folks, don't forget this Monday on Raw Radio, episode 211, however, yes, we will have a lot to talk about at 3 p.m. Uh, of course, we'll break down the football games of the weekend, of course, from college and pro. Of course, some of the college games this week include Penn State and Iowa, the Red River Shootout, Oklahoma, Texas. And, yes, folks, this is going to be a good one. Florida and LSU, folks, get ready to hold on to your seats. This one could determine the SEC division as far as the West goes. This is going to be a very big game. And I believe that is either set for Saturday afternoon in Baton Rouge at 3.30 or Saturday night in Baton Rouge in Louisiana at 7.30 or 8 o'clock. But, folks, uh, a couple other local teams playing this week, Penn State and Iowa, we told you about that. West Virginia will be, I believe, I believe they're off this week. And so I know Pitt is because they will not be playing until next Friday. But I believe West Virginia is off this week, too, I think. Unless they no, have to they're not. No. Oh, they're not? You know who they I don't get? No, I've forgotten you. I think they get Baylor. Let me check. Uh, let me pull. Yeah, they do get Baylor. I think so. No. No. They get. Uh, yeah. Nope. They will be playing uh, at home against Iowa State this week, and then next week uh, they're at Oklahoma, and then they yeah. play at Baylor tonight. So they got some tough games coming up, folks. So there you go. And as we said, Penn State has a very big coming up this Saturday night against Iowa. Uh, next week, of course, they will be playing at home against Michigan. That is now going to be a 7.30 p.m. game. That will be a blue out, ladies and gentlemen. And Beaver State and Penn State enters the game, of course, looking to uh, hopefully uh, be bowl eligible with this win. Of course, they will then be at Michigan State to close out the month before traveling to Minnesota. And they're home for the last two games, including – uh, Indiana and a very tough game right after Thanksgiving with Ohio State. Yeah, top of the top of the ninth, Tampa Bay four, Houston one. So it looks like we're going back to Houston to Game Five Thursday night, ladies and gentlemen. So hey, you know that was going to happen. You know well, that you was going to happen. Yeah, you got to give credit to. I'll tell you what, though, you got to give credit to the Rays, though. I mean, you really do. I mean, the last two days they really come to play. Well, come on, Justin Van Hollen is eight and zero, ERA zero four seven, when they had the um elimination. Well, when Chad gets back, I want to mention this to Chad, and I'll mention this to John while he's on here now. Uh, did you hear that Hulk Hogan wants to do one more match? No. Yeah. He's talking about doing one more match next year at WrestleMania, and you'll never guess, however, who he wants to fight. I'm going to say Ric Flair. No, everyone thought that it would be Flair. No, <laughs> try again. <laughs> The Undertaker? Nope. I don't know. Uh, try Vince McMahon. No. Yeah. Serious? Uh-huh. Four loan main reported this. Yeah. This was earlier today. Yeah. I'll, I'll pull up the story right now. Yeah, he said this today. Uh, hold on, so let me see if I can find it. I just saw it earlier today. 
Vince uh, McMahon is 75 years old. Can't wrestle no more. <laughs> yeah, I know. And Hogan's not that far behind. Yeah, this way he said. No, but he. Hulk Hogan. This, yeah. Yeah, this way. Yeah, here it is. How I, this is what he said how in the interview. The LA Times recently interviewed Hulk Hogan, who discussed how he still wants one more final match at Mania, preferably at Mania 36, which will be in Tampa next year. We will some of the highlights. On wanting one more retirement match at Mania, Hogan said the following. I talked to Vince and I said, I really don't know if I could live with myself though my last match was with TNA. If I can get fixed, I pray I can have one more match. I told Vince, when I get through this match, I'm going to get in the best shape of my life and we're going to talk about me having one last retirement match. On who he wants to face for his last match, he said the following. I would love for it to be against Vince McMahon. I had such a great time with him in the ring at Mania 19 in Seattle. I had no idea what to expect from him, but he's a great bad guy. His timing is great. I love wrestling him, but everything he does hurts. When you're in the ring with someone and they're hurting you, you kind of pinch them on the wrist. And the whole match I was doing that to him, so I was like, Vince, take it easy. Everything he does hurts, but I'd like to get in the ring with him one more time for my last match. That would be perfect. On what his life is like when he's at home, Hogan said the following. I got to figure out. When I go home with my wife and my poor chihuahuas, how the headband comes off and the fake hair comes out, and I'm a beach bum. But when I leave that, I know I have to be Hulk Hogan. Oh. So there you go. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. My apologies there. Uh, uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, everyone, 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 Jimmy Havoc will take out Darby Allen in a number one contenders match. The winner will face the winner, uh, Chris Jericho, next week in Philadelphia. In the tag team title tournament, it will be the Young Bucks taking on Private Party. John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, whatever you want to call him, taking on Sean Spears. Uh, of course, and just announced earlier this evening, ladies and gentlemen, Bia Priestley and Ima Sakura will take on Riho, the new AEW Women's Champion, <coughs> and girlfriend, fiance, wife, whatever you want to call her, Dr. Brick Baker, DDS. So there you go, folks. Some of the big matches you will see tomorrow night in Boston. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, if I may be so bold as to for just a couple moments, everyone knows, of course, of the uh, of the wildly wildly famous, of course, rock and roll star Rod Stewart. Uh, everyone knows, of course, of his song called "Infatuation." Um, he actually, I, I did find out something very interesting. Uh, he did a version of that while he was in the bathroom. You know what it was called? What? No, it's constipation. <laughs> <laughs> constipation. Okay. And uh, just got, like, just like we're gonna go home and country, West, I, uh, West Virginia. And of course, when Ross is by himself, he does like this. He says this. It's masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Funny, Chad, I don't know if you heard or not, however, there's been discussion about uh, possibly Hogan getting back in the ring one more time, and there's already discussion that he wants to face Vince one more time. How's Vince going to come to the ring and on a walker? <sighs> or walkers. But he says he wants to, he says he's having back surgery. He's told Vince he's gonna have back surgery, and he's told Vince 
promises to get in shape after the surgery. He says, if Vince allows it, tell her I wanted to be him in my last match. Vince ain't going to go for that. He's not going to give. He's not going to give. He's not going to give the fans what what they want because I mean, he hasn't he hasn't made good on that promise yet. So, did we see that happen? I mean, I was surprised that you know there was, that 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 it was becoming more and more serious about them doing uh about doing Velasquez versus Lesnar. And Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman after what happened last week and last night. I mean, but does anybody actually want to see Hogan and McMahon back in the ring one more time? I hope so. I mean, there were. I mean, we thought last week we thought we were going to see Hogan and Ric Flair get back in the ring one more time. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's so, what I, I mean, thought. Yeah, so I mean, but. I mean that has that has much chance of happening as uh, as as me losing weight in five seconds. In other words, no chance. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. of course I need to lose some weight, but that's beside the point. Um, we'll just have to, again, as we said, we'll just have to wait and see what all happens here. Uh, like I said, just a rundown, ladies and gentlemen, just a little bit of an update as to what will be going on tomorrow night on Revolution. Of course, like I said, with the Iceman, of course, still feeling still feeling a little bit nasally. Of course, you, you can hear him there uh, talking there, folks. Of course, he does send his apologies there as well. Yeah, so he's going, but he's working on getting better. So, I mean, he's, he's not, he's not going to let it stop him from doing anything here. He will have his icebreaker on what happened. On what happened, I'm sure, obviously, this past Sunday at Hell in a Cell, and also what happened on Monday Night Raw. Uh, I'm sure he'll probably want to talk about both of them here. So we're going to give him equal time on both of them here tomorrow night, of course, on Revolution. In addition to talking about the other matches on Hell in a Cell, and also some other wrestling extras. After your news reviews and history and birthdays, of course, coming up here. Uh, Coming up here this uh, coming up here tomorrow night nine o'clock one three eight zero five five pound. Again, ladies and gentlemen, a live video feed coming to us from Top Heel, of course, a group star by our own King and W O George. well, let me see here. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, well. <laughs> yeah, you know, old Ronald Reagan did well. Uh, of course, as you also heard the discussion on Rock of course, yesterday, apparently a bet was made between myself and the Rattlesnake and Neil Patel. Of course, seeing how that both of our respective football teams will be uh, will be uh, duking it out, of course, over in London. Uh, of course, we've actually made and the bet was made official. Of course, with Neil's blessing, I actually kind of made the bet. Myself, but of course, of course, Anil did did agree to the terms, and the terms, of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, are as follows: If Carolina defeats Tampa, then that means that I then Anil will have his choice of facing either JD, John, or Fonzie in a trivia championship match. And but if but if Tampa Bay beats Carolina, 
that he gets a shot at all three, uh, uh, J.D., John, and Fonzie. And ladies and gentlemen, I did forget to mention this yesterday. I will mention it now that regard that regardless of whomever, whatever the outcome of that of, of, of that happens, I will I will personally choose the I will personally choose the belts that uh, J.D., John and Fonzie will be defending against an uh, against a nil like I say it could be it could be all three of them or it could be just one of the three so but I will be I will make the choice as to what as to what belt of the game now we can tell you that Chad has chosen Carolina 24-21 and Nell said 27-21 in favor of his boys and JD did also inform me that even though they're going to be in London it is considered a home game for Bucks so 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 Carolina Panthers were folks the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean Buccaneers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but of course. Uh, hey uh, Chad, did I tell you that the 69ers and the Brownies, the 69ers put it, the Brownies in the toilet seat last night. 31-3 last night. I knew it was going to be a blowout. Yeah, Baker Mayfield one of his bigger games last night. Yeah, I mean, regardless of who, regardless of who won, regardless of who won, who won, I mean, I figured it was going to be a blowout somewhere. And and and, uh, and, and, and of course, just like just like every time San Francisco, they actually blew out another team. <laughs> Yeah, and guess what, guys? They got they got they got bent over and got in the ass last night, Brian. Yeah. Oh, I found out something else too about the players in San Francisco. I found out something else interesting too. It's mandatory if if you're a member of of of, uh, if you're a member of the San Francisco Forty Niners, you have to drive a Prius. Yeah. Oh dear Lord. You know that, that that's the only city that per, doesn't allow smoking in their city. You know that? Well, well, well. Believe it or not, Fonzie, there is one exception. <laughs> but you can get banged in the ass waiting for the bus, but you can't get the cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a minute. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold, hold, hold. Hold on. There is one exception to that rule you just mentioned. I, I was getting ready to say. The only time that anybody can smoke in San Francisco is when is is when is, is when one is when one guy is on his knees and the other guy's got his pants down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoa! Okay. <laughs> and my apologies to the people of San Francisco, California, for me. I'm, I'm sorry about that, but you got you have to keep in mind this. Would you believe this has been a stereotype for about what 30 years? I mean, yeah, we can't Something help like it. That. Yeah, we can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> Very 
We can't help it. Okay. Somebody <laughs> came up with it. No, we didn't. We just made it. <laughs> oh, that's the truth. It's the truth. You're right about that. And, and, and also in the Raw Ramp panel chat box, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever get a chance to want to visit all those who are in that chat box, we actually took recordings of uh, uh, of sounds coming from the bathrooms of both JD's and Fonzie's house and all that. You and I believe what we heard out of there, which was Scott. <laughs> and I, I don't know if JD and John, if, I mean, JD and Fonzie, if you heard them or not either, but, uh, uh, but it was... Uh, Oh dear Lord, that was uh man. Okay. Uh, before we close out shop for the night, does anybody have anything they wish to ask? Nope, but I got a good closing team tonight. You know, no. like. Okay. John, anything else you wish to add, sir? Now we're going to go back to Houston for game five. Winner take all. And John says he has nothing else to add. But be careful, be careful, ladies. Be careful out there in Houston, as once again, they're going to end up drilling somebody. Oh, dear God. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. On that note here, ladies and gentlemen, before I say anything else stupid, not that. Whoa. I feel a lot, lot better. Uh, I do thank everyone for listening in here to episode 737, of course, of Revolution. I do definitely want to thank the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, the human suplex machine, John Groves, and Harper. Here with you here, here tonight. Uh, of course, don't forget tomorrow night here, of course, like we said, after Outside the Ropes and Wrestling Debate, Revolution is going to be jam-packed here with a whole lot of discussion about the remaining matches from Hell in the Cell. We will give you a preview of what we think is going to take place this coming Friday on SmackDown. JD will get his thought, will get his icebreaker prediction on both Hell in the Cell and also, of course, this past Monday night, of course, last night's edition of Monday Night Raw. And um, other other big time stuff we'll definitely talk about here, of course, so be sure to listen in on that. Um, and John does have an idea about something we could possibly do tomorrow, but we'll talk more a little bit off the air, John, about that. And I may bring that up here, of course, with time allotted here. So we'll just keep let's just keep that in mind here. Keep that thought in mind. Okay. <clears throat> uh, don't forget, of course, to visit Perpetual Uniquity on eBay, eBay.com forward slash STR forward slash Perpetual Uniquity, uh, P E R P U T A L U N I Q U I T Y, Internet Retail for the Eternally Distinctive Individual, and of course, Bulldog DVD Sales and Variety. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Bulldog DVD sales variety. Of course, we take a bite out of the cost for so you can enjoy your favorite selection. You should keep in mind all titles, of course, posted on the page throughout the end of the year are worth $1. Be sure to check all that out here today. Revolution episode 737 is a broadcast of the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Take care of yourselves and each other. We will definitely see you in the ring. And, of course, as always, in the WWS radio network, of course, on TalkShoe.com. God bless everyone. And remember, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the WCWS radio network. 
And now here's the Iceman with tonight's closing theme. Excuse me. I think everyone's going to like it. So here we go. No, Gordon, don't cry. Mommy will only be gone for an hour. Uncle Roger will take care of you, and everything's going to be just fine. Not like last time. Don't worry about a thing. I've learned that lesson. I'm a reformed habit. A better bunny. A happy hair. <laughs> you don't want to get your old pal rising in trouble, do you? <laughs> I know. Look, it's a bright, shiny rattle. <laughs> Hey, baby! Ah! 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 Ah!
This is WCWS Radio Network. Have a good night. We'll talk about you tomorrow on Outside the Ropes, Wrestling Debate, and Revolution. Take care. Bob. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.